Hello and welcome to Beyond the Bio. Today I'm joined by Cassie Moyes, magazine publisher, board director, marketing and brand expert, fundraiser and UK property businesswoman of the year. Cassie is the co-owner and director of Portfolio North, a property, business and luxury lifestyle print and online publication. So based here in the Northeast, but with a Yorkshire edition also. Alongside this, Cassie is also Group Marketing Director at Bradley Hall. How does she fit it all in? This episode is super useful for anyone that is thinking about press and PR as part of their marketing strategy. So often when we talk to people about what their aims are with PR, it might be that they want to be in huge magazines like Vogue or national newspapers. But I'm hoping that this episode will convince you that looking at local Local press is a great starting point and can have really wide-reaching benefits within the region which you operate. In this episode, we get some great tips around how to pitch to your local press and how to stand out for the right reasons. Okay, so Cassie, welcome to Beyond the Bio, where we're going to be talking today all about local press and media opportunities. So, can you start off by telling us about Portfolio North magazine and your mission when it comes to supporting local businesses and entrepreneurs? Yes, of course. Portfolio North is a magazine primarily for the Northeast. We've just launched in Yorkshire as well. It is for aspirational professionals. It has business news in there and lifestyle news. We do lots of different types of features, so it's very varied. We've got a print publication that comes out every other month and we also run all stories online as well. We'll have news that goes online every day as shared through social media and e-newsletters. So we're really sort of looking at all different angles and looking at different platforms and how people want to read because I think it's really important now to give people different options. So if it's easier for someone to read on the phone every day, if they prefer a print publication every other month, all the options are there. Cool. Sounds great. And congratulations on moving to a new location as well. That's exciting. It is. Yeah. So how would you say local press like Portfolio North differs from larger national or international publications in terms of its impact on raising the profiles of business owners? Yeah, I think it's really important to have regionally relevant media. Obviously, the internationals and the nationals do very well still and they still have a great readership. But I think that people now like to read things that are specifically relevant to them. And what's more relevant than things that are happening in your area or surrounding where you are, places that are within reach if you want to visit on a weekend. So I think that the impact is is huge because it's creating stories that people genuinely want to read and that they can resonate with. I think the international and the national stuff is nice and it's it's good to read every now and again, but it's things that are going to add value to people as well. They want to learn something, they want to be educated or they want to be entertained or they want to find out somewhere new so yeah I think it's really important for it to be regionally relevant. Do you think it's easier for people to land local press opportunities rather than saying straight away you know I want to be in Vogue magazine or something? (laughs) Yes I think so because from my experience I've worked on both sides of the fence so I've worked as a PR person and also now as a a publisher so I know what it's like to to do both. I think with with the regional publications they'll get less sent through 
and things like I say again will be more relevant to them and their readers national press will have their own agendas and they'll have their own style and it'll be very difficult to match that whereas the regional stuff you can meet you can meet the teams for coffee you can work with them on editorial rather than just supplying so you can offer them exclusives or work with them on events I think there is a lot more opportunity there with the regional stuff. I think national is great depending on what your strategy is, your marketing strategy. And it depends where you, your clients are really more than anything. But yeah, I think f- for us, it's definitely, yeah, I think it would be easier to get regional rather than national. And can you think of a specific example of where someone that you know being featured in your magazine and in the press locally has benefited them and really raised their profile can you think of someone that stands out most definitely so I work really closely with the partners on the magazine I know them really well and I always ask how it's going and if they've received any sort of inquiries off the back of it because with advertising and editorial a lot of it is about brand building rather than direct sales and leads but luckily a quite a lot of our clients have got work off the back of being in the magazine and they they know that for a fact they've asked the clients where they've come from and they've seen it in portfolio so I think the most important aspect of that is though that the magazine is going to the right places so it's my job as a publisher to make sure that these stories are relevant but also that they're going to the right people consistently and they're in the right places so we post the magazine out we send it to certain residential areas we also send it to businesses so and I look at that list every single time a magazine comes out because I want to make sure that the content in there is super relevant for the people that are reading it and that's kind of the magic formula really um and it's working with with the teams as well and if you're a business wanting to advertise in a certain magazine it's making sure that you know their readership and that the content in there is super relevant for for those people reading so when you're printing stories about individuals Mm -hmm. is it because you're working with them and they're paying you or is it a combination of of paid paid clients I guess yeah and interesting stories what's the mix it's definitely a combination of both now um I am expanding the team so we've got people in in now that can write independent content at certain points it was just me running the magazine so a lot of it we've all been there I know yeah (laughs) a lot of it was things that were submitted to us and obviously I would proofread it and work with them and make sure that it was good but I think now we're able to take the next step and we do provide independent uh, journalism with people that are interesting and local we do an online business interview every week called what makes me tick we look at the personalities of the people behind business because I think that's what people are really interested now aren't they so Mm -hmm. It's it's people buy from people now more so, I think, than ever. So it's really important if, to find businesses that match your personality. And usually the person that runs the business, their personality will kind of morph into the business's personality as well. So just making sure that you're all on the same page. So I think people really like that about the publication is reading about the people behind the businesses for sure. So where, um, you might not be able to answer this, but say (laughs) you've got an existing relationship with a client and they want you to print something, but it's a bit crap. Uh What do you do? Obviously, you have to be very, very polite. Diplomatic. Diplomatic, that's the word I was looking for. But no, I won't run anything if it's rubbish. Um, Our most important thing is making sure that it's a really high quality incredible publication it started a long time ago it started five years ago and it's come a long way but it's not 
exactly where I wanted it to be yet and we wanted it to be really, really credible. I wanted it to be the place where everyone in the northeast comes if they want to find some news out and if they want to trust what we're saying because I think sometimes it's difficult, especially in magazines because people presume that a lot of it's paid and they'll just run whatever's been paid for but we don't operate like that. And I work really closely with the partners again, so making sure that the, the editorial is good. At the start, I actually used to write it all on behalf of the client um, just to make sure it was it was good. But I work with some really good people now that I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> That's good. That's great. So what advice would you have for business owners that want to proactively engage with local press to enhance their profiles yeah like I say I used to work in PR so this used to be sort of my my gig I think first of all we get a lot of press releases through that are obviously blanket press releases and sent to everyone and every publication and that's just not the way forward they're really boring really boring or the headlines are crap like probably 90% I don't want to discourage anyone because you never know when it'll hit, but about 90% of the press releases we get through are no good, which is quite a high number. Yeah, Headlines aren't great, grammar, all that sort of thing. So making sure that the headline's really short and sharp and punchy, you've got the right angle as well. Sometimes it's a real shame because I read press releases and I just think you've there's a good angle in there. But it's not, you haven't led with the right one. So making sure that you write it in the right style and tone of voice for the, for the media outlet itself is really, really important. And good pictures, mm. a good photo. And what, what is a good photo? Is it the quality? Is it the image itself? What, what is a it? A combination of, of it all. I mean, definitely never use a shutterstock image. <laughs> um, make sure that the photo kind of tells the story. A professional photo, I think you can tell miles off from something that's been taken on an iPhone, contrary to popular belief. And making sure it's high resolution as well for us. We choose the best stories that come online and print them in the magazine in the news section. So they have to be over a meg in sort of size, roughly, um, in a decent API. So just making sure that the quality is good and that it really supports the story. Mm, that's great advice. And then in terms of that press release itself, mm-hmm. any quick tips around making it not boring? <laughs> making sure it isn't too long. Making sure there's no so what, unnecessary... So what's the ideal length? I mean, for a press release, you're probably looking at 300, 350. So what's that, about half a page? Um, Maybe a bit over? Yeah, maybe just a little bit more than half a page. That could fill a full page with some decent imagery in a publication. For online, definitely 300, 350 is enough for a press release. If it's a thought leadership article and it can afford to be a little bit longer and be written in a completely different way. So you can use a lot more descriptive language. And if someone's submitting that, should they be submitting like a full article at that stage? Or is it better that they're submitting an idea and saying, look, I would love to write a thought leadership piece on this. Uh Uh, Here's my ideas in bullet form. Are you up for me, you know, writing it rather than sending you a whole thing? Because would you not think that they've just sent that to everyone? Um, yeah, sometimes you would. Yeah, I think pitching an idea and, like I say, working with publications is really good. Um, I've actually never had anyone come forward and pitch an idea yet. They what? just submit. <laughs> they just submit the full articles, exclusives as well. If if you really want to be in a certain publication, if that if that publication reaches your target audience, if your client really wants to be in that in that publication and you agree, then definitely pitch them an exclusive because the likelihood is they'll be far more likely to run with that than something that's been sent everywhere. That's a really good point. 
really good advice. So in your experience, what are some common misconceptions that people might have about the value of local press in raising their profiles? I think the biggest misconception that I come across is when people say, oh, well, I just want to test the water and do one feature and we'll just try this one this time. I mean, it might it might hit hit right and but you need consistency consistency is key i mean a decent campaign should be you at least whether that's pr or whether you want to be whether you want a partnership with a magazine or any sort of publicity or marketing that you're doing needs to be at least a year long to to reap the rewards so it's consistency is key and completely being, being prolific being out there exactly yeah because you're in one publication is everyone going to say that that you want? Probably not. And you might feel like it's overkill and that you're constantly doing things and that you're talking about yourself too much, but not everyone will say that. You're the person that will say that more so than everyone else. And if people are getting in touch with you out of the blue just to pitch pitch an idea, mm-hmm. what sort of criteria are you applying to assess whether this person and or their business is interesting? What sorts of things are you looking for? I think like I was saying before, I think injecting a little bit of personality into there, it really helps. It's something that's different that hasn't been run anywhere else. So if it is an exclusive or if it is an article that has been tweaked slightly for us, for our reader, then that's really, really important. For us, we cover quite a broad range of businesses because we do business and lifestyle. So I'm pretty open-minded, to be honest. Um, As long as it's written well, good grammar, and has, like I say, a little bit of personality, a little bit something different. You've mentioned grammar a couple of times. Is that mm. something that just is an instant no from you? Or if it, if it was good, not that I'm encouraging people to submit stuff with loads of errors and things yeah. but if the story or the release or whatever is is strong enough would you you know just correct that I or think, does it just put you off straight away no I don't think it puts us off straight away because mistakes happen I mean we've printed the magazine a few times with a few little bloopers in there but um and everyone's human at the end of the day um but I think you have to be able to have the team to facilitate it and up until now for us we haven't had the team to be able to amend things but hopefully we will very soon but but yeah, we just just double check and make sure because the easier you can make it for the publication or for the journalist on the other end, the more likely you are to get coverage on that article. Good advice. If someone is thinking about their strategy at the moment, their PR strategy, and they're thinking, mm-hmm. right, yes, Cassie has convinced me to engage <laughs> with the local press and I'm putting that into my plan, mm-hmm. into their marketing strategy. What is the best way for them to to reach out and make a good impression with people like you, do you think? That's a very good question. I think that whoever's reaching out, it helps if they've got a, a bit of a platform already. So it, help, it definitely helps when someone receives, I receive hundreds of emails every day. If an email pops through and I kind of recognise the name, if I've seen them on LinkedIn or if they've maybe reached out or I've seen them doing a podcast or something else, then I'm instantly more likely to take note. It's it's sales, isn't it, really? Mm, what, like you're mm. selling a story to a publication. So it really helps to ha- already have a little bit of a platform. If you're starting from scratch, obviously that's absolutely fine. Everyone has to start from somewhere. But if someone doesn't reply to an email, don't take it personally. Pick up the phone. Like I say, message someone LinkedIn. Do people still do that? Do they still pick nah. up the phone? Nah. <laughs> so they're going to stand no out one, straight away. No one wants to sort of speak to each other anymore. With, with me, when I first started in PR 10 years ago, 
you would have to pick up the phone and speak to people and I think that's how you forge relationships as well so that might be something to take on board in today's world if if you have the confidence to ring someone that's going to make you stand out more than anyone else. And I think with local press the key there is local right that's what Mm -hmm. we're talking about today so it's easy to go in and meet someone and have a cup of coffee or whatever and have have a chat in a way that it's not for you know national or international press or whatever so that's yeah that's interesting definitely yeah I mean I used to do that when I was doing PR I would meet with journalists and I still do now I still meet with other publishers and things and you make friends with them and that's the best way to do it really relationship building is is just so so important it's very important but it's lost on some people Mm, mm. yeah I think I think you're probably right I, I find it really interesting your point there about trying to build from a platform of something so Mm -hmm. you know social media for example Mm -hmm. and I can see how that would be attractive to you if you're receiving something from someone that yes you've seen or you've heard from somewhere else Mm -hmm. and actually you know they've got a decent following and Mm -hmm. they're consistent on social media that's going to be attractive because you're probably going to assume that if they get the coverage they're going to share it with their audience which again is going to come back and benefit you so Mm -hmm. makes makes total sense and you know if someone hasn't got that platform then this is just another reason to start building that and start thinking about that within the strategy too, I would say. Completely, yeah. So looking ahead, what do you see as the future of local press and its role in helping people to elevate their profiles? Press has changed a lot since even our... So I worked for a PR agency for five years and moved over in-house and started to do more marketing side about five years ago. And since then, it's changed completely. I think the daily newspaper model doesn't necessarily work as well anymore. Obviously, print sales decline when it comes to daily, but the sort of monthly, bi-monthly model works really well because it holds a lot of value. People only get it once every while. They keep it for longer. It's not chip shop paper the next day. So I think that's definitely changed online could have worked but the newspaper websites are awful Mm. (laughs) they're littered with adverts Adverts. and pop-ups and you can't read anything or you've got a summer subscription now you've got to sign up you've got to pay so yeah I think it's definitely changing and there's less and less platforms now that are really like I say credible readable readability is really important for us so website we're actually launching an app as well which will be much easier to read on mobile. So local press, I think, will move towards more the magazine model, less of the daily newspapers, because just the print isn't selling. Better online needs to happen. But I think there's a huge opportunity now, and this is why I'm really excited about Portfolio, because I think we're occupying a space well that wasn't filled before in terms of creating something that's print and online. You need to give people options. You need to give people the best way for them to read. Some people might want to read on the phone on on a commute. Some people might want to read on a desktop on the lunchtime. Some people might want to sit with a cuppa with a print publication and put the phone to one side and use it as a bit of relaxation time. So I think as long as there's lots of different ways to read, then that is the way that it's going to move forward. So would your advice be that people should include print and online as as, as their strategy? It shouldn't yes. be sort of one or the other. It should be going going for both. And and would they do you find that people pitch to you and say, I want this to go in the magazine or I want this to go online, or do they just mm. leave you to to decide where to place it? Recently a few people have 
sort of been a little bit more interested in the digital side, which I find interesting. Um, but I'm a big advocate of print. Mm. I've been um, a marketing director now for a few years and we always include a good mix of everything. You should never put all of your eggs in one basket because you're just not sure which way the tide's going to turn. And if you do it well, it doesn't have to be expensive. If you create some really valuable stories that are well-written, well-pitched, good relationships with local um, press, local media, local journalists, then the world's your oyster, really. You Mm. can get as much coverage as you want. I mean, we had... For Bradley Halls, where I'm the marketing director, we had 300 and something stories in the press last year. Like, that's amazing. That's really good. It, it, and, yeah. But that's not the only thing we did. Obviously, we do out of home. We've got portfolio. We've got social media that we work really well. We've got email marketing and shop windows and all that sort of thing. So I think it's really important to have a good mix of everything. Great advice. Well, thank you very much for, for joining us today. I hope no that that has inspired our listeners to consider local press and media as part of their strategy. Yes, me too. Yeah. If anyone would like any advice, just drop me a message on LinkedIn. I'm happy to help. Okay, so LinkedIn's the best place for people to find you? Yes, I would say so. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure we put a link to your profile in the notes and also a link to the magazine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you're serious about growing your profile, take our free profile assessment quiz to see where you're at right now and get hints and tips on how to improve your score. You'll find the link to the quiz in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, it would be mint if you'd subscribe, like and leave a review. See you next Monday.